Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. 
utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears from Here's them in his own native language, Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, ah, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He rides for the gospel. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say I am going away, and, and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me, but the world must learn that I love the Father, and that I do exactly what the Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. We continue with our hymn, Speak, O Lord, Your Servant Listens, hymn number 589.
May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from the book of Acts. Let us pray. Almighty God, bless our time in your word. Help us to listen to your voice each and every day. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. In our reading from the book of Acts today, we heard, now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? It's our text. I know we're in a new season, but the cry of Easter is a good cry for us, isn't it? Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Every uh, translator, every linguist, every uh, language lover, or even every grammar Nazi has probably had that experience. Uh, sometimes when traveling in a non-English speaking country, you see signs that have obviously been transliterated for English visitors. But a lot of times these signs can be confusing uh, and, and probably a little bit amusing. I saw an article, but I also did some more research and found a list of interesting mistranslations uh, from other languages to English, and I'm sure you can find them, uh, some articles about that. Uh, on a restaurant window, it said, don't stand there and be hungry, come on in and get fed up. <laughs> or an airline ticket office in Copenhagen, we take your bags and send them in all directions. Uh, hopefully it's the same direction you want to go. Uh, on a, outside a Hong Kong tailor shop says, ladies may have a fit upstairs. Not exactly right, right? And a Greek tailor shop said, order your summer suit now, because in a big rush, we will execute customers in strict rotation. Still not right, yeah? Making a understandable translation from one language to another, it's hard work, isn't it? It can be difficult. And, and, but for the disciples on the day of Pentecost, that's no problem at all. Normally the disciples with those thick Galilean accents would have had difficulty speaking to all those gathered in Jerusalem. At that time there were people from, from, from all over the world for this harvest festival of Pentecost. Now the language barrier can be difficult to overcome. Now, now the amazing thing on Pentecost day is that the disciples, they didn't need dictionaries. They didn't need people to translate for them to find the best way to say something in a foreign language. We're told about those who gathered to hear the disciples, uh, we heard that this morning, where they said each one heard them speaking in his own language, utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? How then is it that each of us hears him, them speaking in his own native language? And so there's some things happening on, on Pentecost Day, right? I mean, we, we know uh, the account. Uh, we, we hear that first those present day, that day heard a sound, uh, what sounded like a mighty rushing wind. Then they saw something. They saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire, which came out to spread among, among those that day, right? 
And then after hearing and seeing, they spoke. The disciples preached. They testified. They witnessed. They testified to the good news of everything that God was doing among them. After all, Jesus had said that he would send them his Holy Spirit, who would be their helper and stay with them forever. After this proclamation, the crowd in the street begins to mock them. Uh, uh, first they ask, what does this mean? But then others start mocking and saying, they're drunk. They've had too much to drink. Uh, the, they couldn't imagine that God Almighty would use these uh, sort of uh, unlearned people from the backwater region of Galilee to speak languages of those present with such skill and precision. It had to be a different answer, right? In spite of the mockery, Peter gets up and he talks about Jesus. His sermon is recorded in the book of Acts. It's not all that long. You can read it again today if you'd like. And, and yet, that day, 3,000 people heard. That day, 3,000 people believed. That day, 3,000 people were baptized. The account of the coming of the Spirit at Pentecost concludes with the reaction of the believers. They, they, they continued to gather and, and learn from the apostles. They gathered and took part in fellowship meals. They, they gathered and shared their belongings with those that were less fortunate. They gathered together to pray together. They, they gathered together to praise God. At this moment, there's something wonderful. There's something powerful happening here. And it's at the heart of the Bible story about who God is, about who we are, and what we're doing here. You know, it's interesting. We see how God reaches down and speaks to us. He's relentless. God is unceasing in his desire to want to communicate with you and me. And, you know, there's something that, about God that loves to speak to us. He wants to reveal his heart to us. He wants us to hear his words that express his persistent love for us. He wants us to hear his words to describe the sacrifice, his sacrifice of his son Jesus. He wants us to hear his words that show that dedication to rescuing you and me from our sinful ways. He wants us to hear words that declare his commitment to make sure that all people hear about the free gift of forgiveness that he offers to the world. Our God just wants to talk to us. When someone cares for us, we want to communicate with, with them, don't we? God cares for you and me, so he wants to talk with us. Every time we gather here in worship, we gather under the promise that God speaks to us. This is an important part of our worship services, isn't it? Uh, this is the part of worship, listening to what God is saying. We, hear, we heard his word of the reassurance of the forgiveness of our sins. Uh, we heard uh, his word to us from the scriptures. Uh, we hear his word to us from the sermon. Uh, we hear his word to us through, through baptism and the Lord's Supper. We, we hear his word of blessing as we leave this place and face whatever the week ahead uh, will bring. God spoke to those gathered at that first Pentecost, and he speaks to you and me again and again and again at this weekly celebration of Easter and Pentecost here as we gather and worship. When God speaks, we're changed. And so what are the characteristics of God's people under the power of his Holy Spirit? 
I mean, when God's spirit is at work in our lives, we are changed. So, so what does that look like? Well, spirit-filled people are people who know God's love, right? I mean, we know, we know we're not perfect, but we know we've been forgiven through Jesus Christ. We're able to pass on that forgiveness to those who sin against us. As spiritual people, we, we know we have God's power to help us and that he will remain faithful always. And he will always love and care for us. Spirit-filled people are also people who are growing people. I mean, we continually grow in our faith, don't we? From the, from the time of our baptism to this very day, no matter how old we are, we seek opportunities to discover Christ and what it means to be children of God. And we can't get enough of hearing uh, God speak to us. Spirit-filled people are changed people. Through God's word, through the sacraments, the Spirit wants to bring a change into our hearts and lives. He wants to come into our lives to bring light into our darkness. He wants to uh, turn our death into life. He wants to change our lives from being sin-filled to being spirit-filled. As spirit-filled people, we desire to live out uh, that baptism, right? As we listen to God's spirit, remind us and persuade us through the word of God. When the word of God is heard, the spirit draws us closer to God, bringing us to repentance, assuring us of God's love for us, and, and turning our lives around. We're changed people. Spirit-filled people have a new language. Now, by that I don't mean we go around babbling incoherent words or, or speaking pious-sounding words all day long or, or even using the name of Jesus every other sentence. What I mean is that as spirit-filled people, we speak words that heal and restore. We speak words that build people up rather than tear people down. We speak God's word, a good word, to our world. And it's the good news about a crucified and risen Savior. Spirit-filled people are moved to love those around them because as God's children, uh, we're given a new perspective, a new outlook on, on the problems and needs of, of other people. As spirit-filled people, we reflect on the love of Jesus. And, and, and we take that love of Jesus and we reflect it into the lives of, of people around us. Paul described a spirit-filled people in this way, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Spirit-filled people want to share what Jesus means to them. I mean, I mean this is part of who we are, right? Uh, uh, Pastor Drennan has had that Bible class on everyone his witness. I mean, the reality of the good news about Jesus is so good that we simply have to tell others. I mean, this is something that we can do as we go about our work, talk to our neighbor over the back fence, uh, let us never be afraid to let people know that Jesus is someone special to us. Spirit-filled people are concerned about the concerns of God. You know, God's concerned about the way we live in our world. As spirit-filled people, we are too. God cares for the starving, the dying, the homeless, and the sick. As spirit-filled people, we do too. God cares for uh, life in the womb and life all the way to the end of life. And as spirit-filled people, we do too. God's concerned about those who don't know about his love. And as spirit-filled people, we do too. Spirit-filled people 
our praying people. Paul writes to the Ephesians and says, pray on every occasion as the Spirit leads. For this reason, keep alert and never give up. Pray for all of God's people. It is God's Spirit who gives us that child's confidence to always go to our Heavenly Father uh, in prayer. It's God's Spirit who helps us in our weakness and sometimes intercedes for us when we can't even get the words out with sighs too deep for words. It is the Spirit who enables us to pray the most unlikely prayers in the face of suffering or on the battlefield or here in worship or in the midst of grief or in the kitchen table, right? Spiritful people take everything to God in prayer. Spiritual people are worshiping people. In Philippians, we read, uh, we worship God by means of his spirit. I mean, we, we have been saved by Jesus Christ, our Savior, experiencing the blessings of, of his spirit each and every day. He leads us. He changes our lives and, and the direction of our lives. And he assures us of the love and the forgiveness of God. As spirit-filled people, we join with other spirit-filled people in the body of Christ to give thanks to God, to praise God. Uh, for all that he has done, because he's done so much for us. The spiritual people are also praising people. I mean, there's nothing, <laughs> there, there's really nothing we can demand of God. I mean, you know that, right? Uh, we haven't done anything to deserve his mercy. Uh, but in his mercy, he gives us everything. And for that, we give him praise and glory. I mean, as you listen to those things today about God's word and the spiritual life, maybe your response is much the same as mine. God speaks, but <laughs> I don't always listen. God has been giving me directions, but a lot of times I choose to ignore them. God keeps on speaking and speaking and speaking to me about his love and desire for my life, and still, a lot of times, I just don't get it. Could it be that it's like those examples at the beginning of the message? <laughs> like the New Zealand restaurant, the sign that was translated, open seven days a week and weekends too. Let that soak in for a minute. Uh, I'm told that the longest word in the English language, now hang on a minute here. Saturday night crowd laughed a lot more than you guys. Okay, all right. I'm told that the longest word in the English language is uh, pneumo, mono, ultra microscopic, silico, volcano, cono, con, iosis, uh, to describe a lung disease caused by breathing in per, uh, uh, particles of volcanic matter or a similar fine dust. Uh, but there's an even longer word. Uh, it's used by James Joyce in his book Finnegan's uh, Wake. He created it to uh, describe a thunderclap at the beginning of the story, and I'm not even going to try to say it. But I did print it out for you, if you want. At the, at the end of the printed part of your bulletin, it's at the bottom underneath the, uh, 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 the uh, copyright information. So, yeah, okay. I, I'll, let, I'll let you try to work that out on your own. You know, these words, these are hard to read, right? Even harder to pronounce. But the good news is that the words that God speaks to you and me, they're a whole lot simpler than that. These are his words to you today. He says, you are my child. I have sent you my son. I have given you my spirit that you may believe and that you may have eternal life. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, God speaks. 
He changes your life. He changes my life. And we are now his spirit-filled people. He has changed us. So let us go forth with his message and with his peace today. As I said, the message of Pentecost is the message of Easter. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.